Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Corey and Jen here with you for Dr. Marketing Tips. Hey everybody. And um, we're coming to you for a very special episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast because it's so timely. Um, the Ashley Madison website leaks. And uh, if you haven't heard about that, or maybe you've been living under a rock, um, basically Ashley Madison is an online website where um, people looking for an extramarital affair can kind of connect. And recently there was a, a big, 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 big profile uh, hack and into the website and 35 million accounts became public. So to, um, just to bring it home and how that might relate to you and to your practice, I'll share with you um, what's been going on in my hometown. So these 38 million um, accounts were hacked and in the last couple of days, the list of the individuals with accounts has actually, um, people have started downloading it and filtering through and making it searchable. So in my hometown, our um, state's attorney has actually come forward. He has um, six kids and is, was supposedly happy, happily married. And he came forward and said he had had a, a curiosity and ended up having a, um, a press conference this past week. And all week long, he has been subject to media. And I was out um, with some friends having a celebratory birthday lunch with one of my gal pals. And um, she's an attorney in town. And she's told me that she's actually got access to the list and um, that the attorneys around town are all paying attention as well. And um, the conversation basically went that there are so many high-profile individuals, um, at least from my community, that are on this Ashley Madison list. And um, if it's like that in the community that I live in, it's probably like that in the community that you live in. And those of us who represent folks that are somewhat high-profile, um, whether they like it or not, but you know that are supposed to be leaders within the community, if their name is on the list, then potentially there's an impact to each of our, our jobs on a day-to-day -day basis. And so that's why Corey and I wanted to talk about it, because this may sound like some pop culture thing that doesn't really affect any of us directly, but the fact is, if you know of somebody within your practice whose name is on this list, then there are some things that maybe we should start considering right now before it gets too far. And even, you know, maybe, maybe their name's not on this list, but just kind of from a, a broader brushstroke, you know, if you, um, I think the, the point is, if you are doing something that you don't want people to find out about and you're doing it online. Then you just, you, you can't be doing it. Right. You're probably going to get caught at some point. Uh, you know, a screenshot kind of lives forever. So, you know, anything that you say online or anything that your physicians say or anything that is said about you or your practice, those things are, you know, they're kind of forever at this point, I would say. Yeah, because whether we like it or not, um, our doctors and probably even in the case of some of our larger practices, our practice administrators, they are public figures, at least within their sphere of influence. And um, you just have to be careful about what you're saying, what you're, what you're saying about the practice and um, what you're doing because it will catch up with you. 
Yeah, I mean, just go ask your doctor if he's a rock star, and he's going to say, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a rock star. <laughs> and so not only is this scandalous um, and, and kind of you know fun and interesting to talk about, but I think it also can, can hit home. Um, without you know you don't have to be rocket science to kind of connect the dots and see why this is important for your brand and in your practice um, and you know just talking about how uh, we were doing some research for this right before we started the recording and um, I found something from Pew Research it says that 81% of internet users feel not very or not at all secure using social media sites when they want to share private information with another trusted person or organization so in other words what you say on social media even privately is liable to get out and I, I think that you know we all think we know that until we don't no I think I think you're hitting the nail on the head Corey just because you think it's it's a private email communication a private text message or a private instant message um, the fact is I think if Ashley Madison and this adult fin- friend finder hack tell us anything it's that your information is never going to be fully private and that whatever you say there's always going to be some chance even if it's the slightest of slight chances that it could get out there and so you have to be very careful with the message that you're crafting and what you're saying um, even behind the the curtain or behind what you believe to be closed doors yeah and on the flip side of that you know there's people out there having these conversations about you and some of these are public facing like on an online review site like a vitals or a yelp or whatever um, some are private maybe they're on a, like a facebook group or the next door app or something like that but regardless these conversations are happening online so you have to be aware of them and um, you know you have to make sure that you're if you're going to be a part of it or you probably already are a part of it rather then you know you're taking the right steps well and and also i mean i think this shows too that these things live on forever online mm-hmm. and they don't go away and whether you're participating or not this is yet another reason that you need somebody whether you're doing it yourself or you have somebody in your office or you've hired a third party to be out there monitoring your reputation online and paying attention to what other people are saying about your brand whether you're participating in the conversation or not that data lives on an in infamy and it will show up and it will impact your online reputation whether or not regardless of you're participating in that conversation or not yeah i mean those conversations are happening one way or the other so you know it, it, like jen said it's nice to have someone kind of in your corner when it comes down to this or you know when there's there's a review out there um, we were, like I said, doing some research before this, and I found that 79% of consumers place equal weight on online reviews and personal recommendations. That's from a study from Bright Local. But, you know, you think about that, and, I mean, you would never say that just a few years ago. You wouldn't trust this scary Internet thing as much as you would, you know, a close friend. But now these people are saying that, or 79% of them are saying that they trust them the exact same amount. Yeah, and I think that this goes even a step further. It's not just so much what um, your your patients or your customers might be saying about you online, or even you know what kind of information gets leaked about other people having conversations about you. But you also have to consider that when you're hiring new employees, that they are an extension of your online brand, and so even the things that they're doing 
whether it's, you know, they're part of some big 38 million user hack and it's just, you know, an embarrassment and a, and a black eye to the practice or to that individual, or whether they're out there talking bad about the practice, or maybe they are just a public face for the practice or they interact with patients and somehow they friended each other on Facebook. And then all of a sudden they're out there in their bikini photos and it's, it's another <laughs> black eye on the practice. Yeah, and so we know that 70% of U.S. recruiters and hiring managers, um, they reject candidates based on information that's found online. And I would say in the healthcare space, you know, sometimes, you know, we deal with folks and, and some of them are the hiring managers and the HR folks, and they'll say, well, I don't really understand Facebook, so I don't even look at it. And, you know, with, with recent events like this, I don't know if you can really get away with that excuse anymore. And you can really say, well, I don't understand it. I'm not going to look at it. And you can just hire someone based off of their, their resume and one or two references they give you. Yeah, Career Builder a couple of years ago did a large-scale survey and um, found that 39% of employers actually went to social media to kind of check up on the candidates that they were getting ready um, to make an offer to. And then 43% said they actually found something that made them deep six a candidate um, something like posting inappropriate photos on Facebook or information or just bad-mouthing employers or former bosses and um, they know that if somebody's out there saying something negative that it sticks with them and it becomes an element that you know the practice has to be regarded in so it's easier just not to hire people in general because of that and then they went on to say in that um, in, a, in another survey actually that was done by um, by the ePolicy Institute, it said 14% of employees actually admitted to emailing or sending confidential information kind of among these um, these insecure data lines. And 6%, and this is um, a couple of years ago, so we know the number's probably larger at this point, but 6% of people admitted to transmitting patients' electronic protected health information through some of these unsecure sources. And then if you think about it, Ashley Madison was supposed to be rock solid secure and 38 million people are now embarrassed and we've got marriages that are up in arms and divorce attorneys just salivating, <laughs> waiting to do something and all these crisis communication people in place. And that was just, you know, doing, that was just catching them doing something they shouldn't have been doing in the, in the first place that morally that was questionable. And then you've got something that people don't even think twice about, which is sending an email about something. Yeah, they know it's private, but maybe, you know, it's just a quick email. It's just, you know, a patient's name or something like that. And the consequences are so grave to potentially to our businesses. Yeah, I mean, we see that all the time. What was that number? 6% you said? 6%, and that's a 2009 survey. Yeah, and just from our dealings with, with offices and things like that, I would say it is much, much higher than that when they're sending patient information across insecure lines that they, they shouldn't be. And maybe that's just an education thing. Maybe they don't know that these emails that they're sending back and forth kind of violate the you know the, the HIPAA laws, but they do, and they are. So. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of times hospital employees have come under criticism and they've even been fired. There's cases where the people have been fired for discussing patients on Facebook. And you know yeah. that, that not only violates hospital policies, but it violates the Federal Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. So I think if, if anything, um, and I can take it back to locally in my community, we've seen um, employers and governments kind of try to get in front of this thing and say, look, you know, I didn't even know what this Ashley Madison site was, but I'm going to make sure that this site is blocked on my servers and that my employees um, are not on it, at least on work time. And, you know, this is one of those things you got to now is a good time to go back and check your social media policy 
check your your you know the kind of the your internet policy within your company and, and make your, sure your that firewall. absolutely yeah. check your firewall and have a conversation with your IT manager. Yeah, because these things, um, you know, we've we've seen and been reading stories that you know they can the account can get traced back to a specific computer. So yeah, I actually had a, a conversation with somebody um, with one of the local governments that I do some work with and. The gentleman said, we can trace back all the way to the desk that the transaction took place on. So not only are they able to track back to the IP address in a building, but all the way back to a unique identifier of somebody's desk and, and them working on their computer right there in the office. Yeah, so you know, the bottom line is if you're going to do something like this, well, then you're probably going to you know, <laughs> be ready for it to be out there and kind of be public facing. And if you're on the flip side and you're not doing these things, but you, you, know, you need to take the proper precautions and be proactive um, to protect your brand and your business and your physicians and your employees. Yeah, I think I think you just nailed nailed it on the head, Corey. I mean, if, if you're going to be out there, whatever it is you're out there doing, whether it's good or whether it's bad, you can expect that um, it it's going to be found, and it, it could always go viral. And we were even talking about you know some of the tragedy in in the news this last week is that you know something happens and it's immediately on social media, and you can expect that that if um. You know, regardless whether it's a hack on Ashley Madison or Adult Friend Finder or just a negative comment on Facebook or on RateMDs, that that is going to live on in perpetuity and you need to have a game plan for it. Yeah, well said. I think that's about all the time we have. I so. think it is. So um, I, we encourage you, um, you know, start thinking about what you're going to do if somebody shows up from your office on that website. And if <laughs> not, just make sure you review your social media policy and your, um, your firewall and kind of your internet policy in general. And now is a good time to make sure that all of your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. And um, with that, I think that we'll go ahead and sign off and you guys have a great time. This is Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips. I'm here with Corey and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.